Greetings. Well, welcome to this Global Online Kingdom Network. My name remains Shepherd Gideon, and this is the Reconciled Kingdoms International. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, and we ask that your promise be fulfilled, that the righteous shall be as a shining light that will keep shining more and more unto a perfect day. We pray that you keep perfecting our understanding concerning the Lord and his Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so for the past weeks, we've been looking at the subject, the kingdom governor, the kingdom governor. And in this teaching, we are looking at the pivot or the central, um, the central stronghold of the colonization program of God and the one to make it possible, the Holy Spirit. When the Bible said that the government of his kingdom shall rest upon his shoulder, and then he sees the zeal of the Lord will bring it to pass. The zeal of the Lord represents the influence of the Spirit of God and then the authority of God. So the last time I ended on the point, a quick recap, I give us four points concerning the pillars that identifies or validates the governor and then i said that number one the governor is appointed by the king number two he comes from the kingdom not the colony number three he only represents the king not himself and number four he expresses the mind and the will of the king today let's see how many of the points we can add to that and then go deeper into the teachings that the lord is helping us to understand let me pick it from the last point that i gave you point number four that he only expresses the mind and the will of the king now we all i believe may have come across a scripture in the book of corinthians that says that no man knows the things of a man except the spirit of that man that lives in him likewise the things of god knows no man except the spirit of god and it is the spirit that searches all things even the deep things of god and the bible says that for the things that god has prepared for those who fear him eyes have not seen but the moment you hear about the things that god have prepared you have to ask yourself a question what are the things that god have prepared jesus told us what god has prepared in the book of matthew when he said and i will say to those on my right come ye blessed of my father receive your inheritance which is the kingdom of god prepared for you from the foundations of the world so the things that god have prepared for his people is the kingdom the authority to dominate over the territory of your assignment that is what god has prepared and then he goes on the scripture goes on to tell us that but these things that paul is saying eyes have not seen ears have not heard it has not entered into the heart of men he was simply saying that 
the natural senses of perception cannot perceive and accept these things okay and then he goes on to say that but it has been made known to us by the spirit of god so the means by which you know the things god have prepared is by his spirit and then he says for who knows the mind of god that he may instruct him instruct here is not talking about um commanding god he's saying that who has known the intentions of god so that he can perform the functions of god that's what he's saying okay you have to know the mind of god in order for you to perform the functions of god who have known the mind of god that he may instruct him instructions are referring to principles or doctrine and then he goes on to say that but we have the mind of christ so question is how did he manage to get the mind of christ which supermarkets do you go to and you can buy the mind of christ which shopping mall can you get the mind of christ and then he says you only get access into the mind of christ through the spirit of god because it is the spirit that delves into the deep things of god and then he makes them known to you so the holy spirit who being the governor of the kingdom he is the one who is assigned to express he expresses the mind and the will of the king and i've proven to you who the king is as we read from the book of psalm 24 from verse 7 to 10 the lord the king of glory so the governor is the person who is actually responsible for expressing meaning to say that you don't really know jesus and you don't really know god if you don't know the holy spirit i'm not talking about receiving him i'm talking about knowing him knowing him as a man knows his friend if you don't have that level of relationship with the holy spirit the things you claim to know about god is not or it is yet to be verified your knowledge about god cannot be accurate if you did not get that knowledge directly from the holy spirit that is a possibility so it takes the governor to make known the intentions of the king so if today you don't know the purpose for your life it's a clear sign you don't know the holy spirit if you have been to church for a long period of time now and you still don't know your purpose in life maybe the holy spirit is not the one who have been teaching in that church it's your pastor because the holy spirit makes known the intentions of god and a purpose is simply the desires and the intentions of a person that's what we call the will of god 
So since it is the Holy Spirit who declares, exposes your mind to the realities of God, and you don't know him, and he's not at work in your life, and yet you claim you are working for God, something is wrong somewhere. The equation is not complete. We are not being sarcastic and we are not being um, judgmental. We are declaring the truth. And you see, sometimes the truth is very painful. And it is hard for you to admit that the things that you were claiming to know all these years was a lie. But somebody who did this was Peter, very, very humble guy. He worked with Jesus for three years practically. And yet, when Paul came, Peter admitted that according to the knowledge and the wisdom that God has given to our brother Paul in the mystery of God, it is hard to comprehend among those who are not perfect. Peter was saying that it is hard to understand the wisdom and the knowledge that Paul was having in the mystery of Christ. And Peter had to learn from Paul and yet it was Peter who was working with Paul, uh, with Jesus physically and practically. It takes revelation to know God, not just education. Your education only makes you aware of God, but your revelation makes you know God. So education is for awareness, but revelation is for understanding and enlightenment which one do you have have you been educated about god or have you been exposed to the revelations of god and it takes the holy spirit to do that so let's proceed from there now i am going to back these points today i'll just give you maybe one or two more of the pillars of the governor of the kingdom being backed with scriptures as well so that you will not be thinking that maybe i'm just guessing and then predicting the things i want to teach you people everything i am teaching is scripture some of them you will find them directly in your bibles some of them you will find them directly in the mind of god so if you can access the mind of god you can find these things there and the spirit of man is is powerful enough to discern truth when it hears it let's continue the fifth point of the kingdom governor these things i am giving you will help you know the responsibilities of the holy spirit in your life so that you will not be thinking that the holy spirit only came to be given to pastors or men of god everybody and everything animate and inanimate objects all are in need of the holy spirit the waters, the trees, the rocks, everything that exists is alive and is existing today because of the Holy Spirit. So the ministry of the Holy Spirit cuts across and it transcends just Christians and believers. It affects creation. The endless expectation of creation is awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. And yet it is the Holy Spirit that manifests the mind of God. 
So creation can never be brought into alignment with the purposes of God if we don't um, repair the imbalances that is existing between us and then the Holy Spirit, the kingdom governor. The fifth point, the governor of the kingdom, he is responsible for converting the colony into the kingdom. My goodness. The governor is responsible for converting the colony into the kingdom. Now, let me explain. Let me take my time here. What the governor is sent to do is to make sure that he conducts a work of conversion. Conversion is dealing with an exchange. Okay? It's dealing with a transaction. So the Holy Spirit is the one who actually makes the business of God a reality when jesus says i must go about my father's business now what is conversion conversion is the exchange of values an example maybe you are having some cities and you want to travel to the united states of america in united states of america the currency that they use there is dollars but you are having cities so you will have to donate or surrender your cities your city notes to the bankers and then they will give you dollar notes equivalent to the value of the cities that you gave them and in most cases when you ever you convert money you can either get a better value or the value will reduce. When you are converting dollars into CDs, you will get profits. When you convert CDs into dollars, now as a stance, you are going to incur losses. So you lose in order to gain and you gain in order to lose. The governor his assignment is to make sure that when he comes into your life, he has to make sure that you lose your life. So the governor is the one who is coming to kill you so that he gives you life. You cannot have the life of God until the governor has murdered you. Let me explain just what I've said now. Notice that Jesus died for you. Now, the Bible says he died so that those who now live, they should no longer live for themselves, but they should live for the one who died for them. So the Holy Spirit, the governor of the kingdom, his assignment is to come into your life and he's supposed to erase everything about your life. So he comes to destroy your life, your life, and then he gives you the life of God. You will know the degree of the life of God that you have based on the life 
that have been destroyed that you used to have. So a person who this is how we measure it. I was saying checky, wo wabra bor a na wo bodada no, ansa na wo befa Jesus no. Jodwa say na asay, e wo wabra bum, ena nyango pon di ano jodwa say ena wenya. That's how we measure. So the governor when he is sent to a place. Now the life of a people is a product of their culture. Life is a product of culture. Culture is the necessary and the unique conditions relevant for a particular kind of life. That is culture. So when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he is supposed to destroy your culture. In kingdoms, anytime a kingdom wants to colonize another place, the focus of the king is to destroy completely the life and the culture of the people. So before you can experience when in Rome, you do what the Romans do. It means before the Romans came to conquer you, if you were a Guinean, you were living your life like a Guinean. But the moment you become a colony of Rome, you are no longer a Guinean, you are now a Roman. And everything about a Guinean has to be destroyed, including your language. In kingdoms, and under colonies, you are not permitted to speak your own language. You must speak the language of the kingdom that is colonizing you. Hmm. I am taking my time on this point because a lot of people still don't understand why God sent Jesus on earth and why the Holy Spirit was given. So the first thing that the, the governor has to do, he has to convert the entire people and their entire lifestyle. Osisa omo culture ni omo tradition, omo festivals, omo bibia. I was osisa ni ina completely. Inti governor no nejuma no no obabe converto. Now, most people are claiming that they are converts, and yet they are not. So, what catch them is that who call bank, aqua courses and see this, aqua dollars, now free bank, hoba, now still now see the notes in the kitawa, me pato, what's the sound see come on? So you can claim that you are converted into God, and yet I am still seeing your human tendencies. To the point that it is very clear even in how you speak. Oh, nipa de bone bataneho. Oh, me nipa. It's a clear sign something has not happened in your subconscious mind. So if God is divine and he is supernatural, 
the governor comes to your life and he must make sure you become a supernatural being not a human being so what are some of the things that governor has to destroy that the main thing he has to first focus on is to destroy the culture of the people that includes your language that's why the, the very first time they received the holy spirit he immediately changed their language and they began to speak in another language because when in god's kingdom you do what the kingdom do you don't do what the earth does now how many people have even been baptized in the thanks of the holy spirit how many people are speaking the language of the spirit how many we are living in days where even the pastors themselves their language has not been changed and yet they claim they are representing the king the best way to represent someone is to speak the person's language do you know the language of the spirit and do you understand that language can you speak that language and can you communicate in that language whereby when people are speaking in tongues people are looking at them as if they are some aliens they are some zombies we have made the death of jesus a very useless experience because the real reasons why he died is not being achieved conversion so the holy spirit comes as the governor coming to colonize you he has to change your language he has to change your ideas he has to change your traditions he has to change your your festivals he has to change your songs he has to change your your character your attitude your mentality he has to change your psychology he has to change everything about you we are not being changed the, do you know the reason why we keep going to church and yet we don't change is because the person who was supposed to change you you don't know him and you have not even received him and you are not submitting to him how can you be living in the kingdom and yet you don't submit to the governor how meaning that anyone who has not been transformed into the person and the nature of christ is in a religion not in the kingdom religious people can go to church for 100 years they will never change kingdom people it takes kingdom mindedness to be converted so when the spirit of god says this we say no 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 we don't we we, we want it this way we want it this way we because we, we we think god is a democratic god so we, we, we negotiate the policies of God. There are times that even when the Holy Spirit wants to communicate a message, ah, the pastor will shut him up. Shut up, Holy Spirit. Time will call. We have to close the service. 
it's amazing. The colony and the citizens of the colony, they, they are exercising more authority than the governor. And yet they want their country to be like heaven. It's impossible. If you want your food to taste as mine, you have to use my ingredients and you have to use my methods, not yours. So his responsibility is to convert the colony into the kingdom. So the coming of the Holy Spirit was supposed to be the end of religion. If there are still religions on earth today, it's because we have not allowed the Holy Spirit to work. Because if he is going to convert the colony and the people in the colony are religious people, they have to become kingdom people. I heard somebody once asked, so Shepherd Gideon, what church does he go to? And they said, well, he doesn't really go to any kind of a church, but he's, he goes to church. And then they say, ah, and your son, your son for Papa. <laughs> we are not religious people. We are kingdom ambassadors sent to come and execute diplomatic responsibility. We are here to advise the governments of the kingdoms of this world to conform to the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. That is our mandate. We are not here for religious purposes. We are here for kingdom business. You, you cannot solve a problem you are causing. You have to be outside the problem to solve the problem, not to be the problem. Religion is God's biggest problem on earth today. And if you are going to solve the problem of religion, then you don't have to be a religious person. This, this is why they had a lot of problems with Jesus. They said, why do you break the tradition of the elders? And why don't you follow the ways of the fathers? Most of us, we think we love Jesus. If Jesus comes on earth physically today, many people will not like him. Because the way you do your things and the way you say you worship God, that's not how he will worship. And that is why you will say he, he's, he's having Beelzebub. He's full of div devils. And we are going to hear that a lot. But already our job description was read out clearly. If they persecuted me, they shall persecute you also. And if they did not receive me, they will not receive you too. But as long as there is breath in us, we will still speak about this kingdom. So the responsibility of the governor is to convert, to exchange the colony with the kingdom. So anything in the colony that does not reflect the nature and then the mindset of the king, he is supposed to destroy it completely. So he, he focuses on changing your, your, your language, your perspective, your ideas, your motives, your thinking, your convictions, your aspirations, your desires. Your, everything about you has to be exchanged for his. 
it is a life for a life when you give your life to god you don't have life i've given my life to god if you have given your life to god you are still not born again what guarantees that you are born again is if you receive the life of god so the question is have you received the life of god and the life you are living can you really say it is the life of god if it is not the life of god you are living and you are still living like an ashanti man a fanti man a frafra man a dagomba man an american man an indian man you you are not yet born again in kingdoms we transform completely not ha not halfway let me add one more point and then i believe i will end on that point number six the kingdom governor he transfers the kingdom's culture nature standards values morals lifestyle and manner of living i'm repeating is the responsibility of the kingdom governor to transfer the kingdom's culture its nature its standards its values its morals and then the lifestyle and the manner of living let me read the scripture to that effect so the fifth point focuses on how that you first have to destroy everything about your culture and everything about your life and then the sixth point he now begins to execute the the real reason why he came he has to transfer so without the holy spirit you cannot do nothing you wonder why you pray and it doesn't work it's because the holy spirit is not involved in that prayer He's the one who is going to transfer the possibilities of God from the realm of God into the earth realm. And yet you don't know him. Let's read the scripture in John and then we will end. If I read and my time is up, I will not explain it. I will explain it in the next teaching. John chapter 16, let's go back and then read from verse 7. John chapter 16, let's read from verse number 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So this is the king talking and he's telling us that when he goes, he will send the governor. Verse 8. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin now i think i will end here i will i will continue next time but let me explain something here so jesus says that the moment the governor comes he is going to begin to do the work of reproof reprove reprove meaning that anything that is not authentic and original anything that is not from god any style of worship 
any manner of worship, any method of administration that cannot prove the dominion power of God, he is going to question it. To reprove means to criticize. Now, criticism is not condemnation. Criticism is a system of examination to find the authenticity of a thing. That's why uh, whenever you manufacture drugs or even any kind of um, um, food that are processed foods, you have to take it to an accreditation board called uh, the Food and Drugs Board Authority. What they are actually going to do with your product is they are going to criticize the product. Criticism is not a bad thing. That's why there are people who have gone to school to become critics and act critic. Oh, oh yeah, art worker. People have to come and crit criticize it. So the Holy Spirit is a very professional critic. So the moment you come into the kingdom of God, God sends you to a critic. And then what he's going to do is to criticize you. Reproof. But you cannot reprove somebody if there is not a standard in place. And notice that in the previous teaching, I told you that the, the governor is a ruler and he is a ruler because he is the one who determines the rules that establishes the standard that serves for measure. In the standards, I had the measure be say papa and I say a boneno, a ruler no, and a declare He decides the rules of the game. So when you go to the Food and Drugs Board Authority, they already have their standards. Until we product no say almost the two two almost standard no na any almost standard no ye pa. O product no eye de krampa ya ma kwai ma wonton. You are not permitted to preach any message even if it is good. It has to be the right message. From the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom is being preached and every man is forcing their way into it. So when you come to this critic, if it is not the kingdom that you are preaching, he will not validate your product. He will reprove. But you only reprove when there is doctrine, a standardized approach of doing everything in God. So doctrine has to do with the teachings of truth. Truth is original ideas or principles. That is why when next I come, I will start with that scripture. It says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and it is profitable for number one, doctrine. The 21st century church is a church without true doctrine. And I will come and prove that with scriptures. And since there is no doctrine, there is nothing to measure. There is nothing to vet our teachings, our actions, our services, our programs. That's why we are not seeing God. My time is due. My time is due. So, whenever I come, I will pick it from this very scripture. And then also with the one I have just referenced to. The kingdom governor. When he comes, he will not come and cast out witches in your family. When he comes, the first thing is he will reproof.
He will criticize everything you claim is of God. He will criticize it. And if it is not up to the standards of God, he cancels it. It doesn't matter if you are doing it with good intentions. Uzzah, you try to touch the ark of the covenant, God kills you. You wanted to help God, and the punishment for trying to help God is death. You don't help God. You only find the right way, you do it that way, and then you are good to go. I remain Shepard Gideon, and till you hear this voice again, I'm out.